You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome on back to the Locked On Syracuse podcast, your only place for daily Syracuse podcasts out there. And we are keeping you guys up to date on all the latest transfer portal news. The latest coming out yesterday, Ty, Barama Sidibe is returning using that extra year of eligibility. And I'm kind of torn on this one. I don't know how you feel, but it's just sort of, there's good and bad to this decision for Barama. Obviously, I think I'm happy that he's coming back and we have another guy onto the roster, but we'll get in on today's show into how there could be some negatives to this as well. But what was your initial reaction? Yeah. So what I thought when I saw the news of Barama Sidibe coming back was, I know there's a I was honestly a little surprised with the the extent of the optimism because at the end of the day, here's what I see with Barama Sidibe. This is a guy who's going to maybe raise the floor of this team for next season, but I don't think he pushes the ceiling any higher. That's the way I see it. I think that this is a guy, he knows the system, and obviously I think we could see more of the same of a, a year ago, and I'm talking about in college basketball as a whole, where the experienced teams, especially with this, the mass exodus through the transfer sure. portal that we're seeing, the experienced teams to begin the year are going to be better off. And that that length might even stretch into February. Who knows? Maybe even into March. But I look at Sadibe as a guy. He's going to raise the floor because he's got familiarity. He knows the zone. He has played some pretty solid games as a member of the, of Syracuse, but what's he going to bring to you offensively? Because I think that's a giant question mark. Can he pick up his rebounding numbers where he left them off at the end of the, the shortened 2020 season where he was just starting to find his groove? So it leaves me a little mixed because, okay, he's not going to necessarily raise the championship or the final four aspirations of this team. I I don't think his return pushes Syracuse from being a team that some people may see in like the 30 to 40, maybe even 45 range right now to being a top 25 team. I don't think he moves that meter, but I don't think you can say Syracuse got worse with with Barama Sidibe coming back. I, I don't think you can say that either. I would say overall it's a positive for me, and I think he does kind of raise the ceiling in the sense that you could, there is a world where he is healthy next year, and he's the best center on the roster. And in all likelihood, I don't think they're going to get someone in the transfer portal. So knowing that, and now this kind of honestly makes me even more confident that they're not going to pursue anyone in the transfer portal, I feel pretty good overall about the center situation going into this year. I'd say compared to recent years, I feel better about this particular year because, well, I hope this doesn't stunt the growth of a Jesse Edwards, and we can get into what it means for Frank Anselm as well. We got some good Twitter replies that we'll get to on the show at our Twitter page at LO underscore Syracuse. We'll talk about that in the back half of the show. It's it's an unknown, right? I don't know what we're going to get from Barama next year. His health could still be a concern. Apparently, he's doing physical therapy. He told Mike Waters, who was the guy who broke this basically over at Syracuse.com. Scoop's point, by the way. Mike yeah, Waters. Sure. Rack we haven't up. handed out one of those we've in a while. A, we've gotten a little lazy with that, but I've got the updated standings here. He now moves into a tie for second, wow. with, or rather a tie for third, I should say, with Woj and Nate Mink. He's at the two. Okay. 
Yeah, there's there has to be plenty that we missed. But anyway, props to Mike Waters for getting that point and keeping us up to date. I do think he was pretty candid with Mike and said, I, I think I'll be ready for next year and I'm doing physical therapy. But who really knows Does that about that worry you, by the way, when he says, I think I'll be ready for next year? It because does. Because let's remember, he tore his meniscus back in what, November? Yeah. And we've seen guys come back from meniscus injuries and we talked about it at the time the meniscus, the torn meniscus is one of the weirdest injuries in terms of a timetable. You see it knock some guys out for nine months and you see some guys that are back in a month. It's one of these strangest injuries in terms of letting that timetable play out. And again, he came back and appeared in what was that? The Virginia Tech or was it the Clemson game? I think it was Clemson. He appeared in? Yeah. Was it Clemson? That, that blowout against Clemson? And he appeared in that, but then never appeared after that because he just couldn't play through the pain and it just makes me wonder, was there some sort of setback? Did, did something bigger happen there? I would have expected it, the fact that he's had all this time off, even since that Clemson game, that he would be able to perform some sort of basketball activities at this point. And the fact that he's leaving his health for the start of 2021 up in the air kind of worries me a little bit. So... It's interesting. Jim Beheim. I went back because I remember this from his coach's show at sort of the tail end of the season. This was, I would say, early March when he said this. And this is the quote he said. He said, I think Barama has already made his decision. It's just, is he going to be healthy? He doesn't want to come back and sit through another year like this. That's what we're trying to explore. We're doing some research on his knee, doing some more testing, trying to figure out where he is. There's nothing he said to Mike Waters that indicates anything overwhelmingly positive about that research. It's not like he came out and told Mike Waters that research came back. It was great. I'll be ready for next season. But when I hear Beheim say that and, and I hear him specifically say, it's just, is he going to be healthy? He doesn't want to come back and sit through another year like this. To me, if he's saying I'm coming back, he's at least gotten some sort of positive news. It would be my guess. And for him, he wants to play professionally probably, and his best shot at doing that is to prove that he is healthy and is to do it by doing it at Syracuse and having a decent year. And I do think, well, he's gotten a little overhyped since the injury happened. Like, he's not Patrick Ewing down there. But they really don't need a ton of offense from the center position anyway. And he was really good at the end of his junior year. So if he's healthy, I think he's a huge contributor. And he does raise the ceiling of the team. You need defense and you need rebounding out of that center position right now. And that is a good point. And when you bring up the whole, oh, he's obviously not going to go out and be Patrick Ewing. Of course he's not going to be. Don't expect him to be. He never was amped up to be that guy, and he certainly hasn't lived up to to anything close to, to, to being that. Like, I looked at his career numbers. If you combine his fouls and turnovers, he's got 338 of those over his four seasons at Syracuse. He's got 332 points. So he's Yikes. got more fouls <laughs> and turnovers than points, and he's had more fouls than points in two of his four seasons with Syracuse. I get scoring's not everything, but he he played in 32 games his final full season, that 2020 season that was cut short because of COVID-19. He had four or more fouls in 26 of those 32 games. Yeah. At the end of the day, they need him to be out there on the floor. I almost liken this to... 
You know how baseball has started to move to the openers where you're going with not a starting pitcher, but you're going with a bunch of relievers and sometimes you just need innings eaters. You need that that's kind of what I, I'm seeing out of the the center position right now. With Syracuse specifically. I'm not saying across the country this is a trend. I'm saying this is what Syracuse needs to look at. They need innings eaters. They need minutes eaters at the center position. Because what good is it when you've got four on your roster like they did last year, but you can only play one of them? Jesse was the only one of a crop of four centers because of Brahma's health, Frank's health slash inability to execute on the floor, and then... John Bolajak's inability to to be a, to use a the Syracuse backboard. caliber player. <laughs> yeah, to use the backboard, exactly. John, can we use the backboard, please? John, use the backboard, please. I look at all of those little factors there, and I think to myself, you need some minutes eaters. And Barama's a guy who can be a minutes eater for you if he's healthy and if he's staying out of foul trouble. Those are the biggest what-ifs to me with the center position heading into to next season. All right, guys, time to tell you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com today, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could ever want, from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even just new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door in a safe and orderly manner. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I love RockAuto.com. I've used it several times in the past couple months. It's much better than going to the store, having to deal with the hassle of them telling you that they don't have the part and they just got to order it and you got to come back in a couple more days. You can just skip that step and order it for yourself right now. And best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Again, put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. So getting into Frank Anselm now, because that was immediately where my mind went. After this decision comes out, Parama's coming back. My first thought was, okay, good. I'm excited. I hope that he's healthy. And it is worth noting that when he came back in those 11 minutes against Clemson, he looked like a shell of himself. He couldn't jump, and he got four fouls in 11 minutes. It was not good. So that's the last impression we have. There is a chance that he's just not going to be healthy next year. It's, It's worth noting that I don't think we can count on him to be the starting center for the entire year, but it's nice to think that maybe he has a chance of being an impact guy if he does get healthy. So the second thing I thought about was, all right, this probably means Frank Anselm's gone. Now, I know nothing. This is all speculation, but why would they be so actively trying to get Barama to come back if Frank is returning as well? It just doesn't really line up to me, and and maybe they don't think Frank is ready next year, which is possible given what we know about Bayheim and his definition of ready for some of these big guys. But if Frank's gone, that's a huge bummer. I agree. I mean, so we got a fantastic reply on. So we put a, a Twitter poll out at our account at LO underscore Syracuse. Who would you like to see be the starting center at Syracuse next season? And we got a reply from at Ryan Cuse. I really hope Barama returning doesn't push Frank out the door. I am totally fine with a Jesse slash Frank competition for the starting job next year. That said, a healthy Sidibe raises the 
team's ceiling a bit, but at what cost to future development, time will tell, I guess. I would, I would, the only thing I would maybe change up there is the the word ceiling for floor. I think Barama raises the floor more so than the ceiling. But when I look at the one of the final sentences he has there, but at what cost to future development, Barama Sidibe can give you one year and one year only. Frank Anselm can give you two or three, maybe even four. Even if, more, if yeah. The NBA, <laughs> like it, right. maybe it could be more than that, but if he can be who you expect him to be, sure. it would probably yeah. only be two or three. I look at that and I think to myself, man, I would love to have two or three years of Frank Anselm more so than, or of like developing Frank Anselm, a guy who, keep in mind, reclassified so he should be a freshman this season and when he was in the class of 2021 he was a top 100 player so I look at Frank Anselm think of what his ceiling could be as a potential top 100 player at the center position for Syracuse long term I'd rather have two to three years of that of developing him coaching staff focusing on his game than one iffy season of what are we going to see with Barama Sidibe's knee in a year where you have Jesse who's starting to emerge a little bit. Who knows what the situation is with Marek. I'd much rather see, I, I think this is a, the Sidibe coming back could be something that really hampers the future at the center position if Jesse cannot develop to the potential that you want him to get to. Put it this way, if I could pick, you only get to bring one guy back to the Syracuse roster next year and beyond, Barama or Frank, I'm picking Frank. Like, if the option no was doubt. Frank can come back and Barama can't next year, or Barama comes back for a year and Frank's out, I think we all are picking Frank at this point. And that's really largely because of Barama's injury issue as well. I'm not even talking about who's the better player next year. I'm just talking more as a long-term approach, which is a great point from Ryan. And by the way, the poll results, Jesse Edwards, 62% of the vote, said they wanted him starting as of us recording, Barama, 17.5%. Frank Anselm, 11.3%. Transfer, 9.3%. Do you want them to look at a transfer knowing what we have now at center? It kind of depends. I mean, I I thought about with Barama. I would have rather tried to go test your luck on the transfer market, I think, than, than go back to Barama. Just because you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, the fact that, and I know you brought up the the recall of, of Beheim saying he doesn't want to go through this whole process again, but just because he comes back and is healthy doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. We've seen sure. the injuries flare up in the past, and especially when you're talking about centers and and knee injuries, that's scary stuff. I mean, especially when it's the, the torn meniscus, the tendonitis and all that stuff. That stuff is never something that gives you so uh, uh it doesn't give you an optimistic look moving forward and, and i would have much rather rolled the dice on a guy who maybe has two years of experience or a year of experience and has maybe a higher ceiling because right now i think if you're syracuse you should be playing the ceiling game at the center position maybe you find a guy who can just absolutely pop off and yeah I but they've been kind got, of playing that game for a while with these projects i I almost want someone that's proven more than they anything. have. They, so they have been playing that the the lottery ticket sort of game, but it's starting to look like it might pay off a little bit with Jesse. I think you, like Frank Anselm's a lottery ticket that you're playing with, but at the same time, 
I mean, I think you've got much better odds on the Frank Anselm lottery ticket than you did even when he was a recruit in the Brahma Sidibe lottery. Sure. Right? Like at the center position, like the ceiling is much higher on the guys. Like if you were to order them by ceiling right now, the guys you have on the Syracuse roster, it goes Frank, Jesse, Barama. And I'm not talking about what you're looking at in the present moment. I'm talking about when you recruited them, what were their ceilings as players at Syracuse? That's how you would order them. Yeah, it's easy to forget that Frank, I was looking back at our prop shot picks going into the season. We had Frank pegged as the backup center like many did. And yeah. it was an open competition that I think was going to be fascinating to follow. And Again, that backup center was to Barama, and it ended up being Marek as the center, so it's a fascinating thing to re-look at. But, so there's kind of two questions to this. One is, will they go after a transfer? To that, I would say probably no shot that they bring in a center transfer. I don't know anything, but they have not pursued anyone, as far as we know, at the center position. Trey Mitchell's not happening. Kudus Wahab is already gone. There's not a whole lot of guys out there. And I think a large part of their reasoning for not pursuing anyone is they just don't really love the idea of teaching someone the anchor position of the zone and throwing in kind of a plug and play to that position. And I think they just don't think they get a lot of rewards at that spot. The second question is, should they pursue a transfer portal guy? And it kind of comes down to what you were saying, which is if it's the right fit, yes. Like Patrick Tepay last year, in theory, seemed like the type of guy that could come in and play the zone well. Now he's back in the portal again. No reports of Syracuse going after him, but by all accounts, he kind of struggled at Duke and maybe just ended up being not quite the caliber of player that the staff thought he was. So I hope, I mean, I don't really see any value in bringing in Tepay at this point. I, I, I think they're, either, no. they're in a decent spot at the center spot. And honestly, they're not going to get anyone that is some former five-star or some Walker Kessler, because why would you come here? If you're unhappy with your situation, you're not going to go to Syracuse to play center right now. They're not incorporating you in the offense. And it's a tough system to learn defensively. And you're also under the watchful eye of Beheim the entire season. And we know that he's pretty quick to move on from guys that are newcomers and struggle in the zone in the non-conference slate. So the way that I, in terms of the transfer question, I would say, should you, I'm kind of like 50, 50 there. And, and here's why will they, I think the answer is no, but the, here's what I would say. I would Go after a guy, and you could argue they already have done this when they brought in Swider, but go after a guy who, worst case scenario, you can throw him out there and put him at center if you need emergency minutes. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of what Marek provided you all season long. You don't want to do that again, and that's nothing against Marek. That's just a guy who had to play out of position all season long. I'm looking at, can you get a guy who can play emergency minutes for you at the center position? Because as we saw this past season, you need to have that sort of flexibility because what's been the common denominator of Syracuse centers for the past, what, five years? They get in foul trouble all the time. Foul trouble. And, and that's that's part of, I think, patience of playing that position. But look at Jesse. Look at uh, Marek. Look at Barama. Look at Pascal Chuku. Look at even Torian Thompson if you want to throw that name out there as well. Foul trouble was a perpetual problem, and you need to have some sort of backup plan because that spot is too important defensively, as well as from a rebounding standpoint as well, that you need to be getting production 
for, and you got to have a couple of guys who can fill in that role too. So I think you maybe, and you maybe have already accomplished this by going out and getting Cole Swider, who at least weight wise can match up with a lot of the centers that you have on the roster for better or for worse. But I'm, I'm thinking that you go for a guy who's kind of a, a flex position, a guy who can play the four and the five. And maybe you've already accomplished that with Swider. And also, if Dolajai comes back, he's that guy. Now, I don't think he's coming back. And again, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But if you have Dolajai coming back, then you really have no need to go to the transfer portal because you're talking about no. Jesse, Barama, Marek, and I guess an emergency situation, Swider as well, could and honestly, play the anchor. If Dolajai comes back, you don't need to go really to the transfer portal for anything after that because yeah. you feel pretty good about your roster at that point. I and think. I don't know if they're going to add anyone else besides Jimmy Beheim, which feels like the not if but when news of the yeah. week. Worst like, kept secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all kind of know that's happening. So we're operating on the assumption that you have him as well in the fold. And we'll see about Quincy and Allen and, some, and Woody and some of these other guys that we're waiting on, which... As the days go along, you're kind of just like, huh, like, where are they? It, it feels like we should know more by this point, but we'll keep waiting and we'll keep updating you guys on that front. Hey, the college basketball season came to a close last night, but there's still plenty of action to get in on, and there's no better place to do it than with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Right now, you've got baseball and the Masters coming up this weekend, so get in on all of the action at betonline.ag, and you can even get in on some awards, TV shows, and reality TV betting odds as well. Bet Online has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up for an account. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up at betonline.ag. And when you use our promo code Locked On, that's all one word, Locked On, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, promo code Locked On, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts the last thing i'll say i'm very optimistic about jesse edwards and i don't want him to have any minutes removed from barama necessarily next year but i think jesse edwards as your starting center next year is really about as good as they've had it in a while and i say that from the standpoint that yes his offense is a concern but I don't even really care that much because their offense, I'm confident it's going to be top 30 or top 40 in Ken Palm again next year, given the pieces coming back. Now, I have slight concerns about, okay, how much can they create off the dribble and how are they going to get to those open three-point looks? But I'm confident they'll figure it out with time. And when you have guys like Swider, Benny Williams, maybe Jimmy Beheim coming in, I don't really even think they need Jesse Edwards to give you more than four or five points a night. And that's my only concern about Jesse Edwards. His defense and rebounding, besides the foul trouble stuff, his defense and rebounding is really kind of where it needs to be already, and it should only improve. Yeah, I would like to just see him put on a little bit of muscle so he can go up yep. against some of the big boys in the in the ACC. But outside of that, I mean, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the the magic teams when um when they had Dwight Howard like you can go four out and just have a guy down there that gets you rebounds and 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 some block shots and I, the Syracuse team has the shooting I mean regardless of whether or not Quincy or Alan Griffin come back this team's gonna have plenty of shooting and I think even if Quincy is gone I would almost say that might help out Jesse Edwards a little bit offensively because of the fact that Quincy 
and it, it changed a little bit at the end of the season, but Quincy operated down low. That's where he got a good portion of his baskets on putbacks, on some power post moves, all that stuff. So that'll clear out some space and maybe help Jesse out with a little more spacing because you're going to have the ability to throw four guys around the arc and they can get you some three-point buckets or at least provide some sort of spacing, kind of like what, what Baylor does with their offense as well. But in terms of just, I still would like to see an improved offensive game. I always oh, yeah. think you need to have a threat. You need to have some sort of threat. And I think it would be really, it would really behoove Syracuse to be able to incorporate some sort of pick and roll. Like how confident do you feel about Jesse in some sort of pick and roll game right now? Probably not very because I think coordination is still one of those issues with him and just his overall offensive game. Like, listen, there Barama is not a good offensive player, but I would also say I don't think Barama made offense look difficult. Eh, he kind of did. I can't – I mean, <laughs> he, like, kind of did, but not nearly to the extent that Jesse does. Like, Jesse – I don't even know what sport he's playing when he tries to play offense. So that that's – I just need to see him – if he can be even a below-average offensive player, that's kind of all you need out of him. Because right now I think he is – really he's got a lot of room for improvement offensively but he does have potential offensively more potential i'd say than i saw in barama because when he shoots a jumper it doesn't look broken barama's jumper never really seemed like it was going to be a threat or something you could add to his arsenal now i still think jesse's a long ways away from that but i guess what i'm saying is if jesse goes into next year and he's just slightly better in all areas as he should be after another offseason he's slightly more physical and puts on a little bit of weight. I think that is your floor is about as good as they've had it floor wise from a center in a little bit. And his strengths match up pretty well with what they need. And his weaknesses are his offense, which again, I'd love to see him continue to develop his offensive game. Don't get me wrong. It would definitely help out things, but life is always easier with a good offensive center. Let's put it that way. Right. So We'll see. We'll we'll be back with you guys tomorrow on the show. I don't know what we'll be talking about. Maybe it'll be transfer portal news. If not, we have some burning questions that we have been tabling and are ready to get to. I think we teased them on the end of last uh, or yesterday's show, which is just in regards to Buddy Beheim, what his leap at the end of the season might mean. We might be talking about that or we'll be talking about Woody Newton or Alan Griffin or Quincy Garrier or some other transfer portal news. Also, Kadari, I guess has not made a decision yet, and he said that was coming soon. So maybe we'll be talking about that tomorrow on the show. But hit subscribe now if you're new to the show. Tell a friend. Welcome. And we'll be back with you guys talking all things Transfer Portal News and keeping you up to date throughout this crazy time tomorrow on the show. For Tyler, I'm Tim. We'll talk to you guys then. Oh.